0: So doing, won admiration even from those who disliked her embattled husband. On the other hand, Pat Nixon, withdrawn and self effacing, seemed out of step with the nation. And her decision to disengage from her marriage and the resulting lack of involvement in her husband's struggle to survive the Watergate fiasco hurt him. Ironically, while women have been breaking down the last remaining barriers toward full equality, the First Lady's political role remains circumscribed as the backlash to Hillary Clinton's effort to make radical changes in the role of First Lady clearly demonstrated. It was no accident that both Tipper Gore and Laura Bush presented themselves in the 2000 campaign as anti-Hillary's, more traditional wives. But the institution's outer face has never been the primary source of the First Lady's power. The quality of her relationship with her husband has been the key factor in determining the extent of her influence. For any real understanding of presidents, knowing the inner life of presidential couples, the human chemistry behind the formality of the office is essential. Measuring the indirect and subtle role of a wife on a husband is the quicksilver part of the historian's task. In studying the way a president relies on his wife, we learn something profound about that commander-in-chief. Our system endows the presidency with the powers of both the chief of state and the head of government. The president has the authority to do great things, but he needs a strong relationship with the people, a relationship based on more than competence. For this reason, and perhaps a residual nostalgia for the monarchy that once ruled the colonies, there has always been a regal tint to the office. It is equally true that the most decent presidents, and best husbands, have not, on the whole, excelled in the office. Carter, Ford, and the senior Bush come to mind. In January 1998, observing the seamy White House sex scandal and the nation's addiction to it, Lady Bird Johnson expressed regret. We will all lose, she told me. We are narrowing the number of people who will be willing to run. The list may be narrowing, but there will always be those consumed whole by the temptation to claim a place in history. May they choose their partners carefully and well. Like it or not, the state of any presidential marriage matters to us all. Edith and Woodrow Wilson, Fools for Love On January 1, 1900, 2,000 Washingtonians braved the bitter cold and falling snow and patiently waited for the White House doors to open for the traditional New Year's reception. They came by trolley and in elegant carriages to mark the dawn of a new century, and with it, as the presence of dozens of diplomats in the queue signaled, America's emergence as one of the world's most powerful nations. The day also marked the hundredth anniversary of the death of George Washington. But America was now an altogether different country than the fledgling republic bequeathed. By Virginia's first gentleman. In the past 20 years, seven million Americans had abandoned roots and rural traditions and joined the great urban migration. America fever was sweeping the muddy villages and mining towns of Central and Eastern Europe. An entire Italian family could buy steerage tickets from Naples for as little as $15. Half a million immigrants were expected to arrive in New York that year the combination of the rich land, a fearless, mobile population, and breathtaking new technology, from the combine to alternating current electricity, was allowing America to challenge the rest of the world. Inside the White House resided a Victorian man and his withdrawn, sickly wife. William and Ida McKinley, good-natured, well-liked, and unchallenging, had little interest in the New Age. It would take another year, and an assassin's bullet to bring to power the first 20th century president, Theodore Roosevelt. He was not content for the United States to be the world's economic giant. His sights were set on global military and diplomatic might. Colorful and ebullient, he and his coolly confident second wife, Edith, were the first modern presidential couple. Helen Heron Taft, the wife of President William Howard Taft, who succeeded Roosevelt, achieved a number of breakthroughs as First Lady between 1909 and 1913. She was the first woman to be allowed a seat within the Bar of the Supreme Court, the first to publish her memoirs, and the first to be buried at Arlington.